Wait, shit. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 227. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally, and we've got a loaded show this week. We've got Tom Brady making his return to, the, to, to New England. And plus, saying some funky things, which I want to talk about too. We're going to talk about that in the middle of the show. We've got Stefan Gilmore. We record this today, Wednesday. We're recording a day late because we wanted to get the Red Sox-Yankees game in. Stefan Gilmore. This morning, we learned that he was going to be cut, and then they trade him. And his preferred destination was the Packers, getting calls from Devontae Adams. Trying to go to the Packers, and he ends up with the Panthers for a sixth-round pick in 2023. So not even Mm -hmm. next year, 2023. Mm -hmm. And then, lastly, and this is going to be a majority of the show, a chunk of the show, we got Red Sox-Yankees wildest card reaction. And now, baby... An ALDS preview. They're in it, baby. Last time I spoke to Jared last week, and, I, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fault him. I'm not gonna fault him because we all felt this way. If you lose two out of three to the Orioles, Jared was talking about his end of the year goodbye, Boston Red Sox. Thanks for trying. He's gonna talk about that into the triangle. Didn't have to happen. Look where we're at now. Now we're talking about Look, a divisional series. We're talking Nate Valdi shoving it. Down the Yankees' throats. Garrett Dumbing. Cole. Garrett Cole, two innings. What are we doing, Garrett, Garrett Cole, Cole? choking all over himself. We're yeah. going to talk about that. And, guys, as always, the wonderful Couch Guest Sports Podcast program presented by our friends over at Manscaped. All right. So let's talk about Gilmore first. Let's get that one out of the way. It's not going to take too long. Stephon Gilmore, as we know, was on the PUP. Uh, was set to come off, I believe, week seven. That's when we all just assumed he was going to be coming off. Uh, he's got his banged-up quad, the whole thing. And and they're talking about ESPN right now. And Bill apparently said, hey, pal, look. Thanks, but no thanks. We're going to go – we're going to part ways. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna dip. We're going to end this situation we got going on here. What do you think about that? What's your reaction to Stephon Gilmore no longer being with the New England Patriots? Matter of time, really. I, I They probably should have done this last year, to be honest. I think they're a little late on this one. Um, but it sounds like, to me, they because what we're hearing is that he's, he's not expecting an extension this year, and he's willing to play under his contract for the rest of the season with the Panthers. Mind you, he's from Carolina, by the way. Um, and he went, he went to – he's a Gamecock, and he, and he, isn't he? And he and, yeah, he's a Gamecock, yep. So he's been there most of his life. Yeah. Um, so, like – I look at that and go, okay, if he was willing to finish the season under that, which is what he would have done if he stayed here, he's supposed to come back week seven. Was it just a matter of you needed to clear cap space because you just re-signed Jamie Collins and you went to Steph for the obvious decision and said, hey, can you restructure this contract so we can fit Jamie in? He said no. And he said, all right, then let's just figure this out now then. We'll cut bait. Like, I think that was a big reason for this. Like, I don't think it was a – well, I don't want, I'll play for it for, I'll play this contract for the Panthers, but I don't want to play it here anymore. He even said like, I'll play it out. Like, I think it was a matter of, they just, they just brought back Jamie Collins and they need to fit it in. And Stefan Gilmore didn't want to restructure again. So that's how, I think that's why this happened. So this is from Ian Rappaport 10 hours ago, uh, 8.04 AM. The Patriots were open to giving Stefan Gilmore a raise, but wanted to see him healthy. Instead, he went on the PUP list as he recovers from his quad injury. 
That tension lasted until released today. And then Mike Giardi basically saying the same thing. Gilmore was open to talk. It was to open to taking a sweetened one-year deal per source, much like he did a season ago. I've reached out to several of his teammates already this morning, and none were aware. One responded, quote, damn, that's crazy. And then he followed that up by saying, Gilmore recently had a checkup, and there is nothing wrong with the quad that he tore late last year, per sources. So with that, so it sounds like Stefan Gilmore was healthy, and, and he would have been able to come back this year, which is great. And I think it does have a lot to do with the Jamie Collins move. Like, if you want to bring Jamie Collins back, then you're going to have to clear up some room. Stephon Gilmore, obviously not playing. And, you know, because people like to overreact about everything. People like to get upset about everything. And would I have liked to have Stephon Gilmore on this team? Of course. Here's my big thing. I don't think this is a Super Bowl caliber team. No, I don't. So I don't know if I'm necessarily like, I'm not, I'm not upset. Like, I don't think this team's going to contend for a championship by any means. They might not even make the playoffs. They're one and three right now. So I'm not too worried about Stefan Gilmore no longer being on this team because I don't think he's going to be on the team next year. You bring back Jamie Collins, he helps you now. Stefan Gilmore was not going to come back till week seven. And I don't fault the Patriots for not wanting to give Stefan Gilmore another contract without seeing him healthy. This is a serious injury. You want to give this guy an extended deal when you don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back after a torn quad? That just, it, it doesn't make sense. And, and Bill made a, a comment. Bill made a comment today, too, when someone asked, obviously, about it, and he just said, basically, the lines of, we just stopped the top passing offense pretty pretty comfortably. Like, they're confident in what they got going on. J.C. Jackson's your number one guy. Um, it's been that way, and they clearly, after watching what they saw this weekend against the Bucks, right, they're comfortable with what they have, and they don't feel like they need Gilmore for where they are, so they said, screw it, let's just do it now, is what it is. Like, it, it, we, we all kind of saw this coming, Nick, like, this wasn't yes. something that we're like, oh, well, why is Stefan Gilmore not staying here for five more years? No, we all assumed he'd be traded before the season even started. He just never was. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not too upset over losing Stefan Gilmore. Like, again, it sucks. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. We mm -hmm. don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. If he looks great when he comes back, awesome. Good for him. Glad for the Panthers. I'm, I'm like, I'm half rooting for the Panthers this year. I think that's a cool story right there. I think it's cool that Sam Darnold looks good. I think their defense is their defense is obviously awesome. I, I I like Christian McCaffrey a lot. I'm kind of rooting for the Panthers this year. They'd be a cool story to go on and make some noise. Great, but the Patriots have these guys in place. J.C. Jackson is shaping up to be what? What? What was he ranked in the top 100? It was very high, wasn't it? Like 39. It was in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Like J.C. Jackson's a very good defensive back. I'm mm -hmm. fine with him being your number one. I mean, would you want to pair him with Stephon Gilmore? Yeah, of course. But again, it's when this team isn't championship caliber, I have a tough time getting upset over this. I do. Yes. Yeah. If they were like in the middle of, if they were like three and one and thinking about playoffs and seeding and Super Bowl, it's like, no, you keep them. You let them play right, out because yeah. you have a chance to do something special, but like, you don't. And then he's probably gone after this year anyway. So like the, the hardest part here is that like in his, in his, um, you could tell on his Instagram story, he's like in his post, he like was kind of like reluctantly that want, he didn't want to leave. Like, I think he would have been happy to stay here. He really liked it here. Um, but I, I also applaud Bill for not giving this dude a lot of money when he hadn't seen it. Like, that, I think that's what Gilmore's big ask is, is. Gilmore wants all this money, but he hasn't played healthy yet. And it's like, OK, just go play healthy for like six months and they'll probably give it to you because he's clearly dishing out money at this point in his, in his coaching career. But like, you just got to go do it, dude. So I don't know. 
I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up signing like with Carolina long term because he's home, right? He, and that's kind of might be where he's comfortable. Finish out his team, career there. Yeah, especially if the team's decent. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, here's a question: I, if Tom, I, go, I was just hoping he didn't go back to Buffalo. Yeah, if if Tom Brady's here, do you think that they figure something out with Gilmore this year? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, because that's a championship team. Yep, hundred percent. And that being said, though, let's be real. I don't even know if like, and I'm not trying to do this to like make Mac sound like amazing, but Mac isn't the reason why you're losing these games. But like at the end of the day, if you have Brady, your expectation is always to win a Super Bowl, no matter what your team looks like. So you almost you you get something done with Gilmore because you got to keep Brady happy. Like that that that's almost what you do at that point. Right, and but and I do think you're you're a championship caliber team because you know Mac's a rookie, but I think Tom Brady figures this thing out much. I think I. Yeah. I mean, to be real, if you have Tom Brady on this team, I think you're at least three and one right now, at least. If oh, with not the weapons four, you have, four, and... no, because you're not facing Tom Brady in the box. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're facing, not facing somebody t- else in the box. You're facing somebody else in the box. You're facing the same Saints team, which a lot of that, you know, I think would get figured out. You're, the Dolphins game, you win. The Jets, you blow up, but even more. So, like, you're probably four and zero if you have Tom Brady with this roster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, they're talking about this on ESPN right now, so I wanted to mention this. And, and I mean, do you have anything else to say about Gilmore? I really appreciate what he did. It was four years, right? He was here yes. for four seasons. Yes. He won a defensive player of the year. He helped us win a Super Bowl. That play, AFC title game against the Jaguars, my God, that play. I was at that game. Full, I was on that end extension. of the field. Like, it was awesome. Oh, like, no, ever, never a bad thing to say about Stephon Gilmore. Not no, what a class act. One of the best defensive mm-hmm. players that I've ever seen in my. One of the, one of the best free agent signings Bill's ever made in his, in his coaching. Like, yeah. And you knew like, it was going to be too, because he jumped on that immediately. And remember, it didn't start out great when he, when he first started, when he, when Stefan Gilmore first started with the Patriots, it wasn't good, but yeah. he figured it out and became the best defensive player in the NFL. The best was defensive there, back in was, the NFL. Was there a time there where Gilmore and Butler were together? Yeah. 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 There was, was, uh, was that one season. It was, was it only one or was it two? Because they went to the Super, when they went, the year they went to the Super Bowl, Gilmore was on that team, the year that Butler sat out. Yeah, so that, and that was Butler's last year. I think it was only one. I think that might think, yeah, because Butler, Butler wasn't with the team against the Rams, obviously. Nope. Okay. Um, yeah, and we're not going to talk about this much, but this Urban Meyer situation <laughs> is <laughs> absurd wild he's married right oh yeah he's married oh yeah yeah. there's a picture of him and his wife (laughs) on the wall yeah at the restaurant Mm -hmm. it's his restaurant that's his bar that this whole thing happens if you you guys don't know what happened with with urban meyer over the weekend so the jaguars play last week on thursday night football right typically and they're away typically you play that game and you go home Typically, you play that game and you jump on a plane. You guys go home all as a team, right? Mm-hmm. Not the head coach. Not Urban, Urban Meyer. Meyer. Decided, Urban Meyer decided to stay back and hang out and go to his bar. Spending the weekend there. You're taking a couple of days off. You got Thursday night football. Yeah, whatever. Sure. But as the head coach, dude, you got to fly back, especially after a loss, especially when you guys haven't won a game yet. You That's go back super with the team. Come you on, go Urban. back with the team. You go back and with the team. Not only that. This girl is grinding on him. Listen, Urban, I don't get celebrities. I don't understand celebrities because Urban Meyer is a celebrity, at least in the sports world, right? Of course he is. When, when you, especially in Ohio, when 
you're rocking an Ohio five. State, an Ohio State quarter zip. Like when you, you when you are at your own bar and you're in the state of Ohio, you're going to be recorded. If mm-hmm. that is happening to you, you're going to be recorded. I don't understand why he would ever do that. And then he he's just taking sat there pictures and took with it. people. He just sat yeah. there and took it up in the up in the air. I'm like, what are you doing? He started. He he started putting fingers in places. Yeah, fingers. There's a, there's a screenshot of a finger in a place. Like, what are we doing? It's, like Urban, come on. Oh my God, unbelievable. Um, okay, and then can we also just say, side note, what a joke of an organization the Jaguars are. I would have fired him on the spot. You have to. You have you're to. 0, you got, you're zero and four, and this happens. You're like, you're not focused. I need to get. You need a new coach. Sorry, this isn't working. Reports are that he got laughed out of the room when he tried to talk to his players about it. Laughed out of the room. He he did his speech, shut the door, and the second he shut the door, team laughed at him. Yeah, he's got he no respect in that building. He's got no respect in that locker room. No, like, go to USC. He's a college they're screw, they're, coach. They're, they're go to USC. Up, they're screwing up Trevor Lawrence already. Um, this it's a joke. Urban Meyer won. I don't know if he should have ever been hired, but like I wouldn't have hated it. But he's not taking it seriously. He's got to go to USC. He's got to get out of the NFL. He can't do he's, it. I think, listen, he might be trying to get fired. He might be. He, he might be. That USC job opened up. It's that's still open perfect, too, right? Yes. It's still open, yeah. That's the perfect gig for Urban Meyer. The second that he is looking for a new job, if fired. that job's open, he's getting that no questions asked. And he might be trying to get fired. That might be the move here. That might be what he's trying to do. He might be trying to get fired. Which might Probably. not be a terrible move for him. All right. So that's the Urban Meyer talk on this show. Uh, Patriots, Tom Brady. And it's a couple days old now, so we don't have to spend too long on it. Patriots had Tom Brady come to Gillette Stadium. Uh, first question. Fans' reaction. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly what I wanted. That, and that's funny because we, we, you have a lot of people coming back like all the time. I mean, the city, the city loves its athletes that do well, right? So, like... You hear about you, when Manny comes back into the stadium or, or, or like all these guys, but it's like you did exa- exactly right. When the ball's not being played, when the game has not had started, you can give whatever ovation you want to Brady because he deserves it. He's a goat. He won you six championships. But as soon as that ball snapped, the boo rained, the boo birds rained down from the heavens, and it was perfect. It was beautiful. That's Like you said, that's exactly what you wanted. That's, exact, that's exactly what you wanted from this. Because I was I was genuinely concerned that, like, like, I'm pretty sure, thinking back to the Brett Favre reaction when he went back to Green Bay, they were still cheering him when he was throwing the football for the other team, which yep. is what we, we, I was I was nervous that people were going to do that, but they didn't. He came I mean, out Well, of yeah, tunnel. because you showed, you showed up how many, how many, like, split jerseys and all that stuff. That's what scared you. Oh, my God, I hate the split jersey. I think, it's, I think it's so lame. Not a split jersey guy, but, hey, do your thing. Do whatever you want. Don't listen to me. Uh The Tom Brady coming out of the tunnel and getting all of those cheers, hearing the plays loud, that was great. It was better that when Mac Jones came out, according to all the reports that I saw, the place was louder when Mac Jones came out. That was like, hey, dude, thanks for everything you did, but this is our guy now. This is our Suck guy it. now. I, I'll give, I, I did enjoy that Brady did do his rundown, let's go, on their sideline, got the fans jacked up. Like It was nice to see that one more time because he, he's not playing at Gillette Stadium again. Like That was it. So Hey, hey we're going to – he said, he said at the end, he said in the press conference, you never know what's going to happen. He's going to retire one day. He's not going to play here. He's going to retire a Patriot. You though. don't you don't know what's going to okay. happen. If he's back playing, that means Mac Jones didn't work out. We don't want that. 
we'll talk about that at the end of this because that's we're, we're hitting the timeline here. Now, you get into the game. He gets booed. Great. Awesome. That's exactly what you wanted. Bill, and we talked about we talked about this last week, and we said the one thing that can help the Patriots win this football game is if Bill Belichick knows how to stop Tom Brady, and it looks like he knew how to stop Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. I mean, zero touchdowns. Bad, there were some bad throws on Brady's part. Antonio Brown dropped one that should have been a touchdown at the end of the Absolutely, game. Absolutely, yeah. Does a dime to Antonio Brown at the end of the game. Um, I saw, and they were driving down that drive, too, and I'm like, oh, here comes Tom. Crap. Well, um, so that was that was the thing. When Nick Folk went for the final field goal, I looked at the clock. I think it was going to be 53 seconds left. I, I was, was like, like oh, they're still going to lose. Too much time. <laughs> too yeah, much like, time. like we know how that works. 53 seconds with one timeout. That's a that's a winner for Brady. All he needed, all he needed was a field goal, even if Folk made that. So we've like, seen it a thousand times. Yeah, we we the Saints remember that Saints game the last time they came in. Yeah. Like, come on, like there's no they probably still would have lost even if Folk made that field goal. Yeah, which by the way sucks for Nick Folk because he was on pace to break that record for the most consecutive field goals. He's been automatic. And he almost hit that. He almost hit a 56-yarder in the rain to continue that streak. So, like, you can't be too mad at Nick Fulker. That was a difficult kick for him to hit. I think it was the right decision, though. I do, too. I do, too. It does suck when you rewatch that final play. Mac had Jacoby Myers open over the middle. Oh, the one that was tipped? Yeah. The batted ball. The batted ball. And they were in that play early in the game, too. Like, it was, like, in the second quarter. There was no one near Jacoby. Jacoby Jacoby makes that catch if that ball gets through. They're in field goal range. They can run the ball a couple times. He probably he probably gets some yak. Probably gets yeah. Some I was say he catch. might be. They, they might be like almost at the end zone with that. But I'm not even like he was that wide open. Dude, he was um, open. He was by himself. <laughs> like it was insane. There was no, you did like a screenshot. It was one of those. It looks like you like photoshopped the players off of the screen because yeah, there was kinda, nobody near him. Kind of like Aaron Judge coming home last night, and you look at you look at when Plawecki had the ball in his in his glove. He wasn't even in the frame yet. He wasn't even in the frame yet. That, that's just exactly what how that's how open Jacoby Myers was. It was unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, overall, and like, and that's like, if you can take away something from the game, you take away that Mac Jones looked good. Like, sure, you're one and three. And by the way, these Cam Newton people, stop, stop oh it. God. It's not Mac Jones's fault that they're one and three. It's, it's everything else. It is. And guys, he's a rookie. With Cam, you weren't going to win this year anyway. We saw that. Mac knows what he's doing. I think Mac is going to be a very good quarterback for this team, I believe. I just don't think Cam was able to be that quarterback for this team anymore. I just don't. I don't think he's got – I don't think he has what you need to be an NFL quarterback anymore. I just don't think he's leading a winning team. Sorry. but well, Notice how he hasn't – he's sitting at home making YouTube videos. Like, he's done. Yeah, with, with Dan O'Brien, Kia. Is that the guy? Yeah, I think so, yes. What what is I don't understand what does Dan O'Brien have going on with the Patriots because he's also got a podcast I think with Rob Ninkovich. Yeah, I don't know. I don't under, I don't understand the relationship with, with that no, dude at all. N- no idea. <laughs> it makes no sense. Not not um, whatsoever. Because I, I you know what I never watched the Cam Newton videos before and then when he had he had one I forget exactly which one it was but it, he was in the back of a car and I saw. Dan O'Brien, I was like, is that the guy from the car commercials? What is, what is, is he it? in the, the backseat funky, of the car? Funky Friday. <laughs> it's so dumb. But, I mean, Mac, so Mac Jones overall, 31 for 40, 235 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Now, the offensive line is terrible. It's absolute Gar- garbage. Garbo. It's terrifying. The run game, you know how many yards they got on Sunday? It's like negative two. They got minus one. Minus one. One, 
rushing yards. So I'm going to give him a pass on that one. You want to know why? Because the offensive line sucks. The offensive line, offensive line is garbage. Uh, and you're playing one of the best run defenses in the league. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, that's that's a terrible combination. And especially it doesn't help going into Houston this weekend when you got Isaiah Wynn and I can never pronounce his name. They're both down with COVID now. So now the left side of your offensive line is effed up. Oh, you're you're pork and Isaiah and, and uh, what's his face? Trent Brown still is not playing at practice. Trent, so, yeah, Trent Brown's still not practicing. So that's fun. Good thing they're playing Houston this week and not Dallas. I know, but I'm not even confident they're going to win this game. This they'll, they'll beat Houston. Houston had a flash in a pan. Mac Jones is figuring it out. They're putting up points this weekend. I'm I can't even watch it. But like, here's the thing. I don't think if if. Uh, if Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback, I don't think they win this game. But he's not. But he's not. He's don't you don't, don't you miss the days when you didn't have to say that out loud? If Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback of the other team, eh, I think we lose. I know it's it, we're sentence. not we're not in a good spot here. But again, I I think Mac Jones overall is going to be a very good quarterback for this football team. They have their guy. Uh, like that's the only thing they don't have to worry about right now. Yeah, yeah, they have their guy of the future. Uh. Something else that I want to talk about with Mac Jones is, you know, I love that he's like, it was super impressive that he was getting his shit kicked in by the rush. He was getting rocked. He was getting smoked. His offensive line was letting everybody through, but it didn't rattle him. Like he was still standing there in the pocket. He didn't look scared. Like, this is why I'm excited about this kid. He's tough. he He can play football. He gets it. But at the same time, we know he's, we know he's got some legs on him. Move, get out of there. I mean, to be fair, he he did when he needed to, though. Like, he did when he could. Like, there were times where he had no way out. Like, there were some times where they just missed the block and he got laid out. Yeah, but there there were some times where he, where it felt like he was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a pro quarterback. I'm not moving. I'm staying in. You know who does that too much? Carson freaking Wentz. You know what Carson Wentz happens to him? He's hurt all the time. All the time. Jimmy Garoppolo does the same thing. Um, look, for what we've seen so far, though, like, he, he, made, he made a couple nice plays this weekend, like sidestepping some fr- free runners to make plays, you know, pushing up in the pocket. Like, I think he has the awareness to know what he's supposed to be doing. I'll give him a few more weeks before I start criticizing some of the little things that basically it's because he's a rookie. Like, I'm not worried about that. And then you even saw it. Like, they made a comment during the game broadcast, like when Brady rolled out to avoid a blitz, when Brady read that throw on the run, which like vintage Brady, right? Um Mac did the same thing later on after they're like, well, this is what Mac will learn. And then he did it. And they were like, oh, I guess he can already do that. Great. He's ahead of schedule. Like, I'm not worried about Mac Jones. They get it. But the problem is they're trying, they're trying to win football games while developing a quarterback. So they're in that tough decision of like, like that fourth and three or whatever it was at the end of the game, right? When they may full kick it. They probably were protecting him a little bit. Like they could have, if that was Bray, they go for it. Oh yeah, Absolutely. They should and, and, it. I'm not mad at the kick by any means. Like if you made everyone happy, but like they were moving the ball back. They could, they weren't touching Mac. No, they weren't. And you know, it, and again, it sucks that that ball was batted down. Like great defensive play because that was, it had a wide open Jacoby Myers. And, and that's at the point where you're that's, like, okay, that's if, the they, game. if they complete that ball, you run down the clock. Like you said earlier, you run down the clock, you kick it, you win the game. You beat Tom Brady. Yeah, and that game's that, over. This, this game, if the Patriots beat Tom Brady, this game is much more talked about after the fact. Much more. Yeah, it's already over. So well, they did what they're supposed to do. He went home. He commented on the the, the home team, and that's it. Now he's gone. But if they won, Bucks go to two and two because of the Patriots. Yeah, oh. Patriots and Bucks have the oh. same record. 
Mm-hmm. Two and two. Big, big conversation this week. Uh, I, really, I don't really know what else there is to talk about with this game. Uh, the Steve Belichick gif is hilarious. With his, t- <laughs> his tongue hanging out. I don't get Is he calling the defensive plays? Yes, 100%. But he doesn't want to, I just guarantee you, he doesn't want to give his son the defensive coordinator title. So he's not. The defense, the defense does look good. The defense. But I also think Ma- I think I also think Gerard Mayo has a hand in it. Like I don't think it's just Steve. Yeah, I mean, and we don't we don't really know how Steve Belichick's going to be as a coach going down the line. We don't know if he's ever going to be a head coach. So but he's gonna, he's got to be great in the bedroom though. Oh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Thank you for saying that because you know what we can do now. It's that's that's a decent segue. It's a pretty good segue. It wasn't on purpose, but <laughs> no, we can we can talk about our friends, guys. The, <laughs> the great people, the phenomenal people over at Manscaped. They appreciate some Steve Belichick. That's for sure. They do. They appreciate some Steve Belichick. Guys, it's football <laughs> season, baby, and you know what that means. It means we're going for two here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Blitzing through hairs has never been easier. And it's time you join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using CouchGuy20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off with free shipping. It's three and out the window with all the other trimmers. Now go tame that Wildcat offense. I've talked about this a thousand times. I was younger. I had some scissors. I was like, hey, this is how you Manscaped. This is the only way you can Manscaped. Boom. Clip, clip something you don't want to clip. I'm talking about my nutsack. Not ideal. If I had the Manscaped trimmer, that doesn't happen. Guys, the world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find their brand-new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver, Toner Plus 2, Free Gifts, Performance Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is the perfect package for your package and a key for a great grooming and hygiene routine to make sure the boys downstairs are smooth like Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take your defense to the next level. Emphasis on the D. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Rain, snow, or sleet are no match for the, water, for the waterproof power of the 4.0. There's no 15-yard penalty for clipping. The package also comes with the Weed Whacker. The Elite Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor power, 360 degree rotary dual blade system. This trimmer also has proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Guys, after trimming your football, show them some love with the Manscaped's liquid formulations. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner are here to take your balls game to the next level. We have an exclusive offer from our, for our audience. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code couchguy 20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped also threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped boxers, I used them this weekend during a golf tournament, and they were phenomenal. And the Shed Travel Bag. Listen up. Last time I'm going to say it, guys. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code couchguy 20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Using the promo code 
Couch Guy 20. Stiff arm your pubes out of the playoffs this year with Manscaped. Once again, thank you to our friends over at Manscaped. All right, so we're going to talk about this real quick. Then we're going to get into the Sox. Because the Sox had a pretty big game last night. Pretty big game. Tom Brady, did he leave the door open to coming back to the Patriots in the future? Yeah, as a retired old man. We know Tom had a secret meeting with Bill Belichick after. There were some reports that the reporters were standing there in the hallway, and all of a sudden comes Bill Belichick, and he walks into the away locker room. Some of the players are like, oh, my God, it's Bill Belichick. Why is Bill Belichick in here? He starts having a little one-on-one conversation with Tom that it lasted approximately, I think they said 23 minutes or 33. I think it ended with a three. It was 23, sir. 23 minutes. We saw a hug on the field post game that was, you know, okay. Oh, it was okay. At least they hugged. It wasn't like a, it was an embrace. Like Josh McDaniels, I thought it was going to start making out with Tom on the field. Bill just, mm. good game. Well, Bill knew he had 23 minutes coming. And then they had a 23 minute conversation. First time they've spoken face to face since Tom left. And then post game, I want to see if mm. I can pull this up. Post game, they were asked about Tom, how does it feel? that this was your last game as a member, as a football player in Gillette Stadium. And Tom didn't discount this being his final game in Gillette Stadium. You never know what's going to happen. And I'm trying to stall while I find this. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know what? Give me more clarity that we knew that meeting was, they knew that meeting was happening though, is that they released the NFL films or whatever from the mic'd up. And at the end, when, when they gave him that quick hug, when Brady and Belichick at the, at midfield, like, it was like a, yeah, I'll see you. Like they, 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 they knew they, they planned that meeting ahead of time. And so Belichick strolled over. Of course they did. Yeah. You know, I wish Brady had the cojones to come over to the home locker room, but no Belichick had to be the better guy and go all the way to the Bucks locker room. But look, I think it's funny too, because now a lot of their comments are like, you know, the, the book, I, we saw the book. This guy doesn't have really any sources. We don't know who they're talking to. We have a great relationship, blah, blah, blah. And they're both saying the same thing. So like, do you think now they're just trying to mend fences and kind of hide the fact that this was all true? Do you believe the fact that Brady and Belichick maybe are just not as not, didn't have as much of an issue as we thought, and they just saw the writing on the wall, and you know Belichick saw that Brady wasn't going to be happy because they weren't the better option? Like they're all saying, they're both saying the thing of like, well, we have a great relationship. I don't know what they're talking about. I didn't even talk to the Seth guy. Like whatever. Yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, the Seth Wickersham book. I'm so back and forth on whether or not. He, uh, whether or not like a lot of these stories are true in there, like Bill's refuting it immediately. Uh, and we talked about this on last week's show, you know, two people I'm just tired of hearing from, like, I just don't care what they have to say. No, no, but it's in Tom Brady's camp. I don't care what Tom Brady's dad has to say. Like, can we stop interviewing or Alex Guerrero or Alex Guerrero? Like, I don't care what either of them have to say. Alex Guerrero, like, thanks for being Tom Brady's trainer, but I'm starting to feel like this guy thinks that he's more like important than Tom. Like, no. More important in this situation than you're going is. to jail without Tom. Like you've had lawsuits, you've had issues. Like you're, hey, you're, you're hey, Tom, Tom, you're probably in prison. <laughs> hey, you might be right. I'm not like, going to say you're doing? wrong. You what might be doing? right. Look, even Brady has said, I, I don't know what uh, all you guys are being said of this, but you know everything that I've seen isn't really true. You guys don't have the accurate information about our relationship. Even Brady has said something, and he doesn't always say stuff about that kind of stuff. So. I'm just going to sit here and believe that, you know, they had issues at the end, but it wasn't as big of a deal as media members in the city are making it out to be. Um, Nick and I had a private conversation about how we feel about Boston media earlier. Um, 
I'm getting a stare down if you're not watching the video. Um, and look, it, no, I'm, it's trying, at I'm a trying point to find the Tom Brady video where everything spun negative, and I, I'll believe there was a little bit of a riff, Nick. That's why they didn't make it work, right? I'm not saying it was perfect, um, but I think that the the negativity and the the point of well, yeah, no, the relationship was awful. They hated each other. That's not true. There's no way it was true, or it wouldn't have lasted for 20 seasons. No, I think they just got kind of. I, I like. I wouldn't be shocked if they got tired of each other. Like they were together for 20 years, but but no, you're right. It's just like it's just constant, just just constant negativity. The want, the need, the desire to be like, okay, these guys hate each other. Let's talk about it. Here's the talking point. I don't think they hated each other. I just think it was time for them to move on. I think they knew that. But and I can't find the interview. That's on me. That's my bad. But right. let's let's talk about the Red Sox. They're better. Okay, you know what? Let's do that. We'll transition from the Patriots over to the Boston Red Sox. So the Boston Red Sox, I don't know if you guys heard, but on Tuesday night, there was a wild card game. The Red Sox, basically, they had to sweep the Nationals to win the wild, the top wild card spot and play at Fenway Park, which <laughs> we'll talk about this. Playing at Fenway was key to this victory. Yeah, big The big Red advantage. Sox. The Red advantage. Sox had to win all three games in Washington, and they did that. They got home field advantage. And the Yankees. The Yankees were like, hey, if we had to choose, which they did, if it came down to a tiebreaker, the Yankees were choosing the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park to play. They weren't scared of you. They weren't scared of the Boston Red Sox. And then they showed up. You put Garrett Cole out there. Nine years, $324 million. When you see that kind of money, you're like, okay, this guy. And he's going to get some Cy Young votes this year. He had a very good season overall. Nick, Nick, I picked the Yankees because of Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole coming to Fenway Park. You're like, okay, hey, kind of scary. One of the best pitchers in baseball. Xander Bogart said first inning. Who Xander Bogarts, who has been sliding. Xander Bogarts, who has not been the Xander Bogarts that we know. You know, you want to know what his batting average was? I just did this under the triangle. His what? batting average over the last two weeks? 200. Not good. Over, the last, better than that. over the last month, 215. You want it better than that? Real scary. Not good at Does, all. Doesn't matter. Two run. Rafael Devers works a great at bat to get a walk, and then Xander Bogarts takes a it was a fastball, right? Right down the pipe, right down the dick. Basically. Yep. Hits a bomb to center field, put you up two nothing. Then an inning later, Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber. And by the way, guys, hey, if you want to talk about complaining about everything. When the Red Sox didn't get Anthony Rizzo with the deadline, we acted like we missed out on Babe Ruth. I did it. I'm one of them. I did it. it Boston me. acted like we missed out on Babe fucking Ruth I will playing say this, first the, base for this team. The two biggest overreactions. That from a lot of us. And I'll, I'll sit here and tell you I was wrong. It's great signing from Schwarber. I hope he comes back next year, to be honest with you. He's only 28, by the way. I, I, didn't I know. He looks, he looks He looks like older. he's 60. <laughs> um, but also Robles. Like, that was a throw-in guy. They got super late. Um, Shout out High Bloom. Hold on, I'll find this because the Robles stats. I just liked it on Twitter. Did you see the Jen McCaffrey? It was the Jen McCaffrey one. No, it was uh, Hansel Robles last 14 games: 12.2 innings pitched, five hits, zero runs, four walks, 15 strikeouts. Opponent 122 batting average, uh, 342 OPS in his last 14 games. Hey, like that's your eighth inning guy. Right as now. as as much as nerds have taken some shots at baseball and ruined the game a bit. They know what they're doing. And Bloom, again, we acted like we missed out on Babe fucking Ruth when we missed out on Anthony Rizzo, who, by the way, when he got to the Yankees, wasn't that good. You know who had the highest OPS? 
who got traded after the deadline? Kyle fucking Schwarber. You know what yeah. he did to Garrett Cole in the second inning? He hit, he obliterated that baseball. Yeah. It wasn't even close. It was a bomb. No, it wasn't even close. He obliterated that baseball. And he, you know what? He's, he's playing first base, not really a liability over, over a first base. We've, we've seen him make some mistakes over the regular season, but I'm not worried about having Kyle Schwarber at first base. Now, you know who's not getting enough praise today? Who? Alex Verdugo. Like, I feel like we're talking about Xander and we're talking about Schwarber, but we've had the, we had the lead the entire game. Alex Verdugo made that from being a very stressful ending because you won six to two before Verdugo did anything. It was three to nothing. Right. And, and plus, so Verdugo hits that ball all, all the way to the corner. It takes a funky hop. I nine Somehow. times, out, 99 out of a hundred times. That's a ground rule double. Yeah. I don't know how, it did. I don't know how, how it wasn't a ground rule double. 99 out of 100 times that ball is in the seats for a ground rule double. I mean, the yep. fence over there is, what, two feet, three feet? Barely. Yeah, no. If you, if you bounce a ball over there, it's usually going in the stands. Yeah. But, and then he comes up with the bases loaded, too. And his they, they say the stat, five for 10 with bases loaded. Yeah. <laughs> what, dude, what just loves to be, dude just loves to be clutch. Yeah. And then he comes up six for 11, drives in two runs, gets. Mm-hmm. Listen, Verdugo's a fucking lunatic on the base paths. Gets, Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I don't even care. I don't even care. Dude comes up and just rips it and rips it. And then his idol, David Ortiz, is throwing stuff on Twitter. That's my dog. Like, dude, he's living the best, his best life here in the city. That's really, really on like great game. And you're right, because I really haven't heard too many people talk about Alex Verdugo. Another guy that we got to give praise for that for for Tuesday night's game, Nathan Avaldi. Big dick. You know know the South Park meme where the guy's carrying his balls in the wagon? Yeah. Snake. That was Nathan Avaldi last night. Yeah, he just that rolled was, that wagon out on the Fenway Park and just left it there. I can't. I I, I haven't looked at the contract in a while. What, con, Nathan Avaldi, I believe, is getting seventeen million a year. He's going yes. up against a thirty-five million dollar a year pitcher, and he, he piss off. Jobbed it. And honestly, and you can have the conversation because this is an analytics thing again. Which what, we saw Alex Cora pull. Uh, Nate Avaldi after getting hit like what once, <laughs> maybe twice. Nate Avaldi gets pulled out of the inning. But out of the fifth inning, but he or the sixth inning. I wanted to play. Hold on. Native Valdi is an October god. Mm-hmm. You remember the Dodgers? You remember the Dodgers game where he pitched a thousand innings, and he pitched for his life yesterday. Pitched for hum- his life. Dude, his fastball was humming last night. Dude, he when he pitches in October, he looks like a different guy. I mean, he had a great season overall, but when he pitches in October, like there, he has an aura around him that's like, okay, I'm gonna this, fucking shove. Is this the first season in his entire career that he like wasn't hurt for a fraction of it? Uh, honestly, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like he, I don't know that he, for a fact, but maybe. Like, because he had the two, he's had two situations where, like, I forget what they exactly call it, but like the bone chips in your elbow, like those were the two issues he had here and bone before. But yeah, that. So like, I think that's what it was. Um. Didn't have that. He's felt fine. He's pitched all year. He didn't hurt. Like, he was good. He was very good. He'll be and game three. Hopefully not, to, hopefully not to be keeping you from being swept from the race. But you know what? If it is, he's the guy that I want on the mound right now. Uh, and they're showing this on TV right now, so let's bring this part up. So Nathan Valdi obviously has a great game. But thank God that 
whoever built Fenway Park, wherever the architect was like, you know what? Let's throw a 38 foot fucking wall. Yeah. In left field. Have in, you ever seen in 2021? This is going to win you a baseball game. So have you ever seen, you probably have, it's pretty famous. The Robin Williams, like golf stand up. Yeah. Like the whole thing. And he's just like, at the end of it, he's like, and then with a little flag to give you fucking hope. And then we'll put a pool and a sandbag to fuck with your ball again. Like that is what the green monster does to the baseball world. Like you can get a little bit of hope because it's not far. And then now we're going to make it like 40 fucking feet high. So you can't hit the ball over it. Like the worst part about this is 37 feet. I, I was right. 37 feet. The worst part about it is now everyone in the Yankees world is complaining about it. It's like, guys, it's been there forever. It's been there forever. It's been there forever. And, and I'm sorry that we don't have a right field that's yeah. league length. Like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> Shut up. Sorry if we don't, you don't have a 37-foot wall to help you at your home field, but you do have, like, a little league field and right field. Yeah, so it's one of the coolest things. let's not talk about in, that. It's one of the coolest features in baseball, the Green Monster. Literally, nobody's ever had a problem with it. No. Uh, you wouldn't have had a problem with it if Xander Bogart's home run didn't happen because of that home that because of that wall. Right, we're right, and you know what? So, so the Stanton one, and I, I'm going to pull up the call. You, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that you heard the Yankees radio broadcast uh, calling for a home oh run. Oh my god, this, are you going to play? A, this is great. I'll, I'll play it for a Stantonian <laughs> you, can home Can you find run. it? Yeah, oh yeah, I, 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 I liked it in anticipation of this. Uh, yeah, here it is. The pitch to Stanton. Truth, there it goes. Deep left, it is high, it is far, that is gone, out of the ballpark. A Stantonian home run. Now, wh- what, did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? <laughs> so, what did I do wrong? Why is he on first base? He calls for a home run, a bomb. And you know what? Granted, like when that left his bat, before I the camera that, angle yeah. even showed that thing, but but the camera angle made it seem like that ball was on the pike. <laughs> like that ball was fucking blasted. And then and when it left his bat too, I audibly went, fuck. I was bombed. I was like, fuck. But but <laughs> the ball stayed in the yard somehow. That was that was the baseball gods blowing that ball straight back down. Because that ball, I'd swear off the bat was gone. The best part of that was. Uh, what did I do wrong? Yeah, it was sad. What did I do? What did was, I do wrong? He's on first base. It was kind of sad, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here in a second. But it was kind of sad. And then also, Yankee fans, you want to complain, you want to bitch and moan. How about you tell your third base coach not to send Aaron Judge on an outfield that has been nothing but outfield yeah. assist electric See, this year? It's funny because it wasn't even the outfield; it was Xander. Um, Xander threw a perfect ball. But, but see, that's why I don't even necessarily criticize it. Because it had to have been a perfect throw. If that throw yeah. was off, he's safe. Like it wasn't necessarily the worst decision in the world. No, it wasn't. It was, but it was. It was making it. They're making it out as a bigger deal because he was out by so much. Because it was like an absolute perfect dart. If that was off at all on Xander's part, it's a lot closer. And even if he is out, it's a lot closer. It's not as big of a deal. But like you said earlier, he wasn't even in the frame when. <laughs> Pulecki when Pulecki, the ball in his when Pulecki catches the ball, he's not even in the frame. He's not even in the frame. So, of course, everyone's going to make a big deal out of it. But, like, if that throws off at all, it's not a big deal. No. But no. that's the best part of that. Was you freeze frame it? He's not even close. He's not even in the picture yet. And Pulecki is just standing there with the ball. So, you're playing the Rays. You're playing the number one team in the ALEs. Team 100-plus wins now. I wish this very, was a seven-game series, by the way. Very good baseball team you're going up against. What's your percentage that the Red Sox win? Uh, 
I, I'd give it a little bit more. I'd go like 47%, maybe okay. 44. But yeah, the Rays are the Rays are the better baseball team. You brought up a point before we even started the show. Like the the Rays starting pitching, would you say three out of four have never been in the postseason? The first three. you I forget the names because I just don't care. Like the front, the first they're all they've never pitched in the postseason. Uh, I think one of them might have like a start. Like it's it's minimal experience in the postseason where you're rolling out Erod, Avaldi, Chris Sale, and Pavetta, who I, I trust. So like you have I think you have the edge in terms of talent to experience like ratio if you want to be that nerdy of a stat um they're the they have good great pitching i'm not if they come and show up you're screwed but like your little bit of hope as a red sox fan is that those guys have really never had a big moment like this and you're gonna have to go and then this guy's gonna have to do i'll duel chris sale in game two you have to go against big d nate valdi in game three and plus the offense is raking right now if you're the red sox so look they have a chance. This isn't like a big, like, I don't want to give the Red Sox like a 0% chance here. Like they have a shot. If the Red, I will say this right now, though, the winner of this series, I think goes to the world series. Uh, Houston's good. <laughs> Houston's yeah. Good. But if you're beating the Rays, I think, cause I think the Rays are that much better than Houston. So if you're yeah. actually beating the Rays, you should be able to be Houston. I, we, I, we got to see before I make that kind of a claim, I got to see how everybody performs in the ALDS, but honestly, it's, it's, I, the Red Sox, I think, have a, a better chance than most people are giving them. The bullpen really is a problem, but remember, the bullpen really wasn't great. Twenty eighteen season, twenty eighteen, and Alex Cora that was figured the, it out. That was the that was the wheel of gutless bums year. Like no one wanted anyone out of that bullpen to pitch. Yeah, Alex Cora was just rolling out starting pitchers to finish games to start games. Chris cool. Sale was your closer in the in the final game of the World Series. Yeah. Now you have Nick Pavetta is going to start there in the series out in the bullpen. Tanner Houck is out there, like. Having Tanner Houck in that bullpen is massive. Yeah, it's huge. Like it's, it can, it fills some of the holes for this year. Like if you're gonna make a run, that those are the guys. The reason why. All right, prediction. We'll wrap it up. Uh, you losing? It's five games. You losing four games. See, I had to dumb that down to seven because I, I want it to be seven games, but it's not. <sighs> you losing? You losing four? I'm I'm giving I'm giving the Sox the W and five. The W and five. That's on the. I mean, it's the trop. It doesn't really matter. I'll say that's on the road, but. Yeah, it might as well be a home game for the Red Sox in Tropicana. Yeah. They're getting all home games this series because no one cares down there. Like the, the Red Sox offense is picking up steam, and that's what won them baseball games before. It might be a shootout, but I think the Red Sox somehow managed to pull us out in five. That's just my gut feeling. Red Sox in five, and then hopefully you play the White Sox. Just saying. Yeah, uh, ideally, <laughs> ideally the White Sox. The White Sox are a good team, too. The, the White Sox aren't a team to fuck around with. This is if if the Red Sox make it to the World Series, it's going to be a tough road, for sure. Oh yeah, and the one thing that people forget too, to your point, if them winning this, like they were the best team in baseball, the Red Sox, for like half the season. Yes, yes so, they were. Like it's not like they're a terrible team here. They just sucked so much in August that like it looked awful. And hopefully you get JD Martinez back too, and he's not rolling his fucking ankle running out to yeah. right field. Stop making JD play the at the outfield. starts. Yeah, so let's let's uh, let that, another good example of why you need the DH in the National League. Just stick JD at DH. All right, Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 227 in the books. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally, guys, once again, thank you to our friends over at Manscaped. And also, guys, check out Couch Guy Sports has a brand new sponsor, a brand new partnership with our friends over at Shock Energy. And I'm trying to find exactly what the deal is with that because Al it is texted me CGSN. That. I just did this. I just did this yesterday. It's CGSN. CGS, 
and like Couch Guy Sports Network, it's 10% off. CGSN. CGSN. Shockedenergy.com. A couple good flavors. Apple, watermelon. See, I told you. I know all this. CGS21 too, I think. There's two codes. CGS21 is another code. Guys, so go check them out too. Shocked Energy and Manscaped. Guys, and also check out every single show on the Couch Guy Sports Network. We've got soccer. We've got fantasy football. We've got fantasy baseball. we got everything that you need. Into the triangle. Into the triangle. we got a thousand different things for you to check out. Nick Qualia, Jared Scali, guys, we're going to talk to you next week. Go follow us. Go follow the podcast on Twitter as well. We'll talk mm. to you next week, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Oh, wait. Shit. Thank <laughs> you.